Bidzy Small Business Society number 194. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Hey guys, quick message to let you know I've teamed up with Audible and I wanted to give you the opportunity to try their platform free for 30 days. And along with that 30-day free trial is a free audiobook download from a library of over 180,000 titles. I recently listened to Tim Ferriss' 4-Hour Workweek and you'll find other audiobooks from great entrepreneurs like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Robert Kiyosaki, as well as tons of other nonfiction and fiction authors. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy, B-I-D-S-Y. Try it free for 30 days. There's no obligation. You've got nothing to lose and a free audiobook download to gain. That's at audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today, I am talking to Tim Kitchen. Tim is the best-selling digital marketing author of How to Get to the Top of Google and is the head ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency specializing in building and ranking websites. He has four other best-selling books and has grown Exposure Ninja from one person to a team of 70 in just four years. Tim shares more expertise and wisdom on his popular podcast called Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing, and we'll be sure to link that up in his show notes page. Thanks for joining me, Tim. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Sure. I'm pleased to be here. I love the, I love the podcast. Um, yeah. So uh, four years ago, I wrote a uh, or five years ago, I wrote a book called How to Get to the Top of Google. And at the time, I was working freelance doing SEO and uh, building websites for a lot of tradesmen. Um, so very close to, to Bidzy's heart, I guess. And, Absolutely, uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 book started to do well, and it was generating me more leads than I could handle freelance. So I started hiring people, and Exposure Ninja was born. And um, yeah, that was four years ago. Things have gone uh, gone rather well since then, and we've written more books, and we've grown and grown. And uh, I spend all of my time on Exposure Ninja now. I've at various points had little side projects which I've been playing on, but. I've realized that those side projects are often uh, a bit of a distraction. So 100% of my focus is on Exposure Ninja, um, growing our brand, helping our clients, and, and adding in new services for them. Man, it sounded like you were too busy in those early days. Not a bad problem to have, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty hectic. I was trying to deal with so many leads, and I was still doing a bit of the um, client interaction and stuff myself. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, we we go through growth spurts when things get absolutely crazy, and uh, we've just come out of one in um, in in August this year. So every so often we have another period where we just get so busy and we hire a bunch more people, and then it, it calms down again, and then we'll grow a bit more and have to hire in a bunch more people. So yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Keeps my attention. 
Great stuff. Great to hear about that growth. But let take us back. What did you see as that opportunity to launch your business, your brand, that really helps people succeed in the digital arena and succeed with their businesses, Tim? So um, it, it all started when I was I was a professional drummer at the time, and uh, I noticed that my next door neighbor was a uh, he was a plasterer, but he never had any business. So I went to see him and said, "Hey man, I, I've been doing some website stuff as part of my drumming. I reckon I could have a go at building you a website." So I built him a website, and um, it did pretty well for him. So I started doing websites for other tradesmen, and I noticed that they knew absolutely nothing about digital marketing, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. No idea. Yeah, great, as as... great with their hands, great at building things, but uh, websites is not one of those things, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's not, it's not really their fault because their most of their experience with digital marketing is um, call centers phoning them up and telling them a bunch of rubbish about how they can get to the top of Google for three keywords for, you know, in three weeks or whatever. Um, yeah, for sure. But just to flip that around too, you put a hammer in my hand. I have no idea what to do with it either, right? So Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I said that to the guy who was installing our new kitchen. I was like, mate, this is absolutely beautiful, but your website is horrific. But he's like, fair enough. <laughs> like, you can do the kitchen. I can do the website. So yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, so so I, I the reason I wrote the book initially was because I, I genuinely wanted to get some information to these people about how SEO actually worked and give them kind of real life examples. Um, so it felt like I had to write the book. Um, and I never really planned to start an agency on the back. It wasn't some big master plan at all. It was just, here's the next thing, write the book. Oh, it's starting to bring in some leads right now. We need to build this out. So I wish I could say, you know, this whole thing has been this big, clever scheme. But honestly, it was just, I spotted a problem that these people were having, needed to fix it. And then it ended up turning into a business. Yeah, absolutely. Are you still working strictly with tradesmen or this goes all across many different industries, Tim? Yeah, we, we don't tend to work with um, many tradesmen at all anymore because we've, as we've added more services, we've become more expensive and, and that's not really our market um, anymore. So we tend to work with, with larger companies now, um, typically companies that are turning over between one and 10 million um, pounds sterling. So that's like, well, that's about one and 10 million dollars now that we've destroyed our own currency. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's that's a it's, whole different podcast. Yep. <laughs> that's another one. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Awesome. Now I want to talk about this. You're enjoying success, but it likely wasn't always that way. Although it sounds like it might have been, but I want you to talk about your biggest challenge in business or otherwise, but what sticks out in your mind is your biggest challenge. And we're looking for some of the actionable steps that you took to really embrace and overcome that challenge. Yeah, the the biggest challenge because I've I've never had a proper job. Um, so I've had never had any kind of management role models, I guess. And when you start a company accidentally like this, you end up having to hire people and you think, oh, these people are really good, but they don't always do things exactly my way. So I think quite common with a lot of um, a lot of businesses is it can be quite difficult letting go and, and giving people control and giving people freedom to do what you've employed them to do. Um, so that was, you know, that was probably my, my biggest challenge. And I held on to control for, for really way, way, way too long. And, um, while, while we've grown a bit, I think it's, it's, it's probably held us back quite a lot. My, my, uh, my reluctance to, to give people the time and, you know what, people are going to get things wrong. One of our biggest challenges um, in the last year has been scaling sales because I've always handled sales myself because I do it particularly in a in a certain way. And, you know, people read the books, they expect to talk to me or at least so I thought. 
and actually putting good salespeople in place and saying, do you know what? I know you're not going to be able to sell as much as me initially, but just have a go anyway. And actually giving them some of the leads and giving them the trust to do that has enabled us to, to get to the next level. But I just waited way, way too long to do that. So I think, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I was just going to say, how much time are you freeing up on your end by empowering your people to, to do the selling that you were, you were doing, right? Oh my God, it's huge. It's absolutely huge, isn't it? And even, you know, even if something takes them twice as long as it would take me, which it doesn't because they're typically better than me at it because, you know, <laughs> they've been doing it for longer. But they even learn if from it the best, take, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You just, you just kind of assume that because you've always done things your way, that it's the best way, don't you? It's just, it's just totally not right. So, oh, the, t- the time saving is ridiculous. And it allows me to do things like talk on podcasts, which, you know, a year ago was just unimaginable because I had 450 emails a day to answer. It's just, <laughs> and just here crazy. we are, man. I'm just glad, uh, glad you have that uh, talented, talented, empowered staff around you and that talented, empowered team. Great stuff. Talk about some of your rewards. Why is it so great to be Tim Kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't know really i mean uh i don't have to worry about money anymore which is which is nice that's um coming up from being a professional drummer one of the experiences which spurred me on um when i was first getting started was being pulled over by the police for having a rubbish car <laughs> <laughs> hey man but, yeah. i'm a musician too i know that's a labor of love so <laughs> I know, right? The amount of music that you play, I think, is inversely proportional to income. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just th- so it, it, in the early days, it was all about, you know, can I get out of a, a place of struggle? Um, can I afford to, you know, actually buy a house and drive a drive a car that I'm proud of and, and stuff like that? So that's I guess that's the, the biggest reward. But honestly, the I, I think the, the biggest reward is just waking up every day and having like hunger and enjoying running a company and and making it bigger and seeing successes and spending time working on that with really switched on people is is so rewarding so i think that's probably that's probably the biggest thing and obviously yeah having a car that isn't so bad where the police are pulling you over and telling you to take it off the road right i know right and then now i can put my drums in it properly as well Awesome. Now let's dive into your wheelhouse here. So what's been most effective in those early days and maybe continues to be effective in really engaging with and growing your audience? So I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand what it takes to gain some traction in a crowded and noisy marketing and social media landscape, Tim. So I think the thing that people can take away is we've grown almost our entire business through the books. And the reason that the books have been successful is because we figured out our angle on the market. We figured out our message and what's kind of different about us. And then we've just pumped that into books. And we've, you know, we, we don't try and be professional authors or anything like that. A lot of people say, oh, you've written a book. You know, that's such a big thing. I could never do that. Or I'm planning to release my book next year. Or, you know, a book is just a Word document. That's literally it. It's just a Word doc. I didn't even spell check the first version of the book, right? And, and that's grown a business. So anybody listening, if you know anything about your market, if you have a, a personality which is even slightly 
moderately attractive, you can definitely write a book. And once you write that book, you're positioned in a completely different place to to your competitors who are, you know, running Google ads or trying to trying to interrupt people and trying to sell them overtly. You're just, you know, here's some information about how you how my audience can get to their goals. And oh, by the way, if you want to use my services, that's awesome. Just drop me a line. Just do that. And it's it just puts you in a completely different place. Absolutely. So let's say we write that book. How are people going to find it, though? Okay, really good question. Um, It's kind of an SEO play. Our book is called How to Get to the Top of Google because that's what people are searching for, right? It's a book about (laughs) Like those exact words, right? (laughs) Exactly. It's a book about SEO, but it's not called SEO book, right? It's called How to Get to the Top of Google. So the, the first stage is to get a title which actually speaks to people. So if I see how to get to the top of Google in a bestseller list, I know the, I know what that's about. Right? I don't need to be a genius. I know Google. I know I need to be at the top. Bam, right? <laughs> Happy days. So I think the first thing is to get a title which is compelling, which has high perceived value and matches what your audience is searching for. The next thing is we we don't do any promotion for the books at all, but they're all high on bestseller lists. And we've got a particular strategy which we use to do that, which is um, in the books throughout, we're mentioning that, you know, this is a fast moving market. If you want to sign up for free updates to this book, which we write every six months or a year or whatever, then go to our website and just drop in your details. And every time we release a new version, we'll send you the updates. So obviously, we want to keep people up to date. But the real reason that we're doing that is because then we've got their information. So then five days later, once they filled in that form, five days later, we just send them a little thing that says, hey, are you enjoying the book? If you are, then we'd really like you to write a review on Amazon. Here's a link to the book on Amazon. So go and leave a review. So what that does is that gets us more reviews than you know, anybody else who's, who's not doing that basically. So the books tend to get, um, tend to get good ranking on Amazon as long as they're popular as well. And you can use the Kindle free promotions to, to get, to, to get up on those free bestseller lists. And then, you know, it, it's all about getting on the bestseller. Once you're on a bestseller list, the people keep seeing the book, they keep downloading it. And then that cycle. Super organic. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So we don't do any promo for the books at all. It's all grown through that strategy. Now, Tim, you haven't really mentioned anything about social media yet, but I want to ask you, in your opinion, what will be the dominant social media platform in 12 to 24 months and why? I think it will continue to be Facebook um, purely because the ad platform is so well developed and the targeting options are so good. Um, we, we use Facebook ads a lot for ourselves and our clients and um, it's starting to get more expensive than it was maybe two years ago as more more and more people pile in but it's getting expensive for a reason and that's because the targeting is, is is so good and with things like the lookalike audiences and um you know all, all, all that sort of stuff it's really offering businesses a way of advertising which is is, is so much more advanced than, than anything that we've had before so i can't see anyone see unseating facebook for the next 12 to 24 months to be honest Yep. This might be a little self-serving as well, but how does video tie into your strategy or your client's strategies that you would recommend? Um, we personally use video quite a lot. For a lot of our clients, the main roadblock to getting video done is actually you know, the, 
the kind of logistics of, of getting it done really. So having someone come into the office and um, film them and, and, and put that all together. So a lot of people are really put off by it. Um, the ones that we've done it for, and we've actually had to send a video crew round to their place to get it done, it's seeing some really interesting results because none of their competitors are even bothering with it. And obviously, you know, when you're on Facebook, you're engaging with videos much more. You know, every Facebook um, post that has a video gets more reach. Whereas most small businesses, is yeah it's just not on their horizon because it feels like too much effort um so the ones that we've been doing it for have seen some ridiculous results one um one company that's generating a lot of leads from facebook immediately saw a 20 percent bump in conversions just from having a, a video on their landing page and that's saving them you know thousands per month and it's a really really simple thing so um yeah we we, we personally use facebook uh we use videos on facebook a lot we use the live videos um but uh, for our clients for small businesses it's quite difficult to encourage them to, to kind of really get stuck into video. Yeah. And I guess you're talking about video crews and things because I think you're working with some of those higher level businesses. But I mean, for, you know, small business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, just get on your phone and crank out some video. That algorithm algorithm on Facebook is going to favor that video that you're posting, you're saying, right? Yeah, particularly the live stuff. The, the reach that you get is ridiculous compared to, say, a photo or or even a, a pre-recorded video. And yeah, the, the great thing about Facebook Live is that people have very low expectations for production value, so you can get away with just sticking up your phone on a little on a little tripod, and you don't even need a mic. I used to use a mic, but actually the sound quality is perfectly good on a on a modern iPhone. So yeah, it's, it's so easy. Just just do it. You got it. Yeah, we got to get on that, man. Now. I want to ask you, which influencers do you follow online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration? That's a really good question. I really like Dan Kennedy's marketing. I think he's a really, really switched on guy. And and, um, from a direct response perspective, even though he's not talking about the internet, he's talking about direct response. And pretty much all internet advertising is direct responses. Very little brand building that that a small or medium-sized business would do online. So Dan Kennedy is is probably the single biggest influence in my life. Um, I've heard his name a few times in asking this question, but sorry, continue. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not surprised. He's he's amazing. I really, I really like Perry Belcher. I think he's a really good copywriter. He's he's involved in a bunch of different businesses, and I think um, as business owners, copy is is so important. Um, I, th- I think we can learn a lot from following his various properties. So survivallife.com is is a big one that he runs. Uh, makeup tutorials. I know he's heavily involved in as well. So I think we could all learn a lot from just signing up to those and seeing what sort of emails we get back. He's a, he's a really smart guy. Awesome. Yeah, we'll link those up. Sorry, what was the second one? Survivallife.com and the second one was? Makeup Tutorials. I think it's makeuptutorials.com is the the website. Cool. Yeah, we'll link that up for our listeners here today. Let me shift a bit towards the end here. I want to ask, do you love to win or hate to lose and why, Tim? I hate to lose. My entire life is driven by running away from a fear of everything coming crashing down (laughs) (laughs) yeah just uh getting out of bed just feeling that fear of terror i think i heard michael levin say it on the podcast he just wakes up and has to gasp like it's the zombie apocalypse and he just has to has to not lose he can't let the zombies catch up to him so (laughs) exactly with so many people working as well for explosion ninja i just feel this massive sense of responsibility i've got to provide for all these people and their families i just have to keep hustling (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, Let me ask, uh, give us something actionable. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? I always go to the gym every evening. Um, 
mostly because my wife's an absolute fitness freak and if I want to see her then I have to go to the gym but I find it really good because it gives me a chance to catch up with awesome podcasts um to listen to audio books or, or whatever and it just kind of resets gets you out of work mode gets you into kind of wind down mode so I'm a big big fan of the gym what are two podcasts you're listening to these days uh, aside from this one, obviously, <laughs> All right. um, the, oh, well, the Explosion Ninja one, but that doesn't really count. Um, I really like, uh, there's one by Grant, Grant Cardone called Power Players. Big fan of that one. And uh, I also quite like the Digital Marketer one called the Perpetual Traffic Podcast as well, all about Facebook ads. Yep, awesome. Good resources, man. Now, don't give too much away because we want people to read your books, but uh, what is the one thing you want to leave with everyone today about creating an effective digital marketing strategy? I think the one thing I would say is that treat your website not like a brochure for your services, but like a source of information for people. Um, the way that Google is going with SEO that sort of approach is 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 just absolutely killing it at the moment. So people's blogs are, are probably the most underused resource anywhere. Um, I, I wasn't really fully bought into this. And about a year ago, our head of digital PR said, look, we're telling everyone to use our blog, their blogs. We really need to be using our blog properly. So we started doing it and uh, just putting up a bunch of different articles, how-to stuff, stuff that's useful for our target audience, like instructional stuff. And now we're at a place where around 60% of our website traffic is coming in from the blog. And, you know, we're doing a lot of stuff to get seen. So the fact that we're getting so much traffic to these blog posts is just killer. So I'd, I'd say to people, get on your blog, put as much useful information as you possibly can in there, make sure it's well optimized. And um, that's going to get you a lot of traffic. Awesome. Tim, again, your site is not a brochure of what you offer, but rather an information resource. Great, great stuff. Now, you've got your book and others, but this book, How to Get to the Top of Google, you've got the podcast, the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. If people want to learn more about this stuff, more about you, more about your business, where can they find you? If they go to Facebook and search for Exposure Ninja, that's probably the best place. Um, we also run a digital marketing mastermind on Facebook as well. So if you search for uh, digital marketing mastermind, Exposure Ninja, you'll find it. Just click um, just click to join the group and, uh, and, and I'll approve you. And that's a really good place to, to kind of share and, and talk to other high-end business owners as well. So yeah, those are, that's, uh, that's, where I'd, that's where I'd go. Great, Tim. We'll be sure to link all of it up in your show notes page. This has been a great chat. Thank you for taking time this morning to join me on Bidzy Small Business Society. Take care, all right? Thank you, buddy. Really enjoyed it. Looking for more great audio content? Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy for a free audiobook download and access to a library of over 180,000 titles. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today. 